today on the Tearsheet Podcast. We identified a real opportunity in the marketplace uh, for a new startup bank that was going to leverage technology, not be entirely technologically driven where it replaces customer service, but it enhances the customer experience. And we, despite the pandemic and despite social unrest and political discourse, uh, we think from an economic standpoint, now was a spectacular time for us to open. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Kraft Bank is the first de novo inside the Atlanta perimeter in over a decade. The bank offers a fully digital experience, including faster payments and lending, in addition to building personal relationships. Kraft launched in October of 2020, and I caught up with Ross Minot, President and CEO of Kraft Bank, to talk about his firm's process developing tools and experiences for today's customers. And joining us on the podcast is Stacey Zengel, Senior Vice President of Jack Henry & Associates and President of Jack Henry Banking. 42% of DeNovo's opening for business over the past four years were Jack Henry clients. And Stacy shares his views on what it takes to build a modern bank from scratch and launch effectively. Thanks for joining us. Before we hop into our conversation, I wanted to tell you about Tearsheet's Acquire Conference 2021. It's all about the growth behind today's top financial brands. If you want to hear what top brands in the industry are doing to grow, to scale, to market, you're going to want to attend Tearsheet's Acquire Conference. We've got brands like Marcus by Goldman, Current, Step, Zelle, Shopify, it reads like really like a who's who, Money Lion, Charles Schwab, PayPal, Square, N26, Vero Money, Stash, Cabbage, Tally. If you want to hear what these firms are doing and how they're approaching growth in this era, you're going to want to attend the conference. The conference is sponsored by Burgopack. It's February 16th and 18th. For more information, you go to Tearsheet.co, our website, and click on conferences in the upper right-hand corner. My name is Ross Minot. I am the CEO and president of the recently opened Craft Bank located in Atlanta, Georgia. Great. And Stacy, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, Stacy Zingle. I'm a senior vice president of Jack Henry Associates and president of banking. I've been with our company since 1999, and I'm responsible for all of our banking customers. Wonderful. And thank you guys for, for being here on this podcast. Um, Ross, why start a DeNovo bank? Where, where, where did the Genesis idea come from? Great question. Yeah. <laughs> um, great question. I, I think it was born out of the, the realization that the number of community banks uh, operating and specifically headquartered in and around the Metro Atlanta area had significantly dwindled over the last 10 years for a large number of factors. Uh, but we, we identified a real opportunity in the marketplace uh, for a new startup bank that was going to leverage technology, not be entirely technologically driven where it replaces customer service, but it enhances the customer experience. And we, despite the pandemic and despite social unrest and political discourse, uh, we think from an economic standpoint, now was a spectacular time for us to open. And what were some of the opportunities, I guess, and challenges that you found in, in, in starting this up now? So the opportunities really were, were born out of the discovery that when community banks compete head to head against large nationals and large regionals, uh, in and around the Atlanta area. We looked at it by zip codes. 
we found that in several cases, those community banks could compete and compete effectively for market share. So that to us was a great opportunity. The challenges uh, were, were multiple. Uh, one, it had been 13 years since a new bank had opened its doors inside the perimeter. It's a, it's a circle that runs around uh, Atlanta highway system. Um, secondly, uh, the pandemic uh, hit, I think, for all of us, the realization of what was going on occurred in March of last year. That was right around the time we were starting our capital raise. Uh, it, it caused us to have to adjust how we were going to open, what our business plan was, and to be very nimble and very adaptive. And Stacy, I know this isn't your first rodeo working with uh, DeNovo. Um, given, given your experience, well, first of all, can you tell your, can you describe your experience working with DeNovo's and I guess how, how you led, um, Ross and his team through this process? Uh, Ross and I talked about, you know, I think the key thing is as you work with a customer, any customer that's converting, including a DeNovo, uh, that, that executive interaction when it's needed is certainly a good thing to have. And Ross and I chatted a few times just as, as his bank got up and running, but, uh, but no, not my first rodeo with a DeNovo at all, uh, you know, over the last uh, three or four years, we've uh, captured about 42% of the market for de novos as well. And uh, you know, the key thing about a de novo that you got to keep in mind, you know, usually they have a few number of people, you know, so you got to got to certainly keep that uh, in in the back of your mind because you can't overwhelm the team that's there. And uh, and then also they're trying to bring up a lot of different products, and uh, which was very true with Ross's bank as well. They wanted to offer a lot of services to their customers so that they could compete with the other banks in the Atlanta area. So uh, certainly something that we're, uh, we're pretty good at, but, uh, but also every customer is a little different and, uh, and Ross's bank was too, and we just worked carefully with them. Do you think, given what you're seeing, the, I know this is one data point, but you're obviously privy to, to your pipeline and, and discussions you're having with other, with other uh, startup banks. Do you see this starting a, a trend at this point, like the new de novos in different geographies? You know that's uh, that's a tough question. I don't know if you want to ask that Ross or I, but uh, you know, de novos uh, do are situational anymore. You know, I think Ross described it very well about his bank's opportunity in the Atlanta region. They saw an opportunity and they went after it. Uh, the de novos we see out there are very situational, like that too. I do think that what's happened during the uh, pandemic is that you've seen the community banks, in particular really work with their customers extremely well, including Ross's bank. And, uh, and that's really made a difference. And I think we'll see uh, a bit of a renewal in community banking for that reason as well. Got it. Ross, this is back over to you. Um, talk about what it's like to create a bank in an environment where many of your customers are very comfortable digitally, and yet they also want to have sort of the, the human component to banking. H how do you start to think about what the delivery experience and what the customer journey looks like? Zach, that is, a, that, that is the question, right? Because if, if you ask any bank, whether they're a startup or they've been around for 100 years, you ask them, what, what do you want to deliver? Well, it's going to be two things. It's going to be great customer service and a current state-of-the-art digital experience. So those two answers, regardless, and that's probably true for any company, right? Whether you're a bank or not. Um, to us, the, the real challenge and, and the reason why we've been thrilled to partner with, with Stacy and, and Jack Henry has been we've been able to identify key slices. And I'll be specific here. Um, 
it was real important for us to have a current state-of-the-art commercial loan platform. We're not exclusively a commercial bank, but that, but that is a heavy portion of, of our focus and emphasis. And so in, in working with Jack Henry, uh, we set up a, a, their, the product that they offer is called Loan Vantage. And they took the time to work with us and say, okay, what parts of Loan Vantage is important to you? What do you want specifically in terms of the approval process, credit underwriting, interaction with the client, the ability to upload documents from the client, which pieces are the most important to you relative to the flow from the second you get a phone call to when that loan closes. And so what I would encourage banks and bankers to think about is don't just rely on the easy answer of, oh, we want to be digitally current. Be very intentional and very specific about what that means. And I think the other thing that we've come to realize is, while I'd love to tell you that, yes, we want to have a current CRM system, we want to have great reporting systems, we want to have an integrative platform where all systems talk to each other. Yeah, all of those are great. You just can't do it all. So you almost have to stack rank what you want to do with excellence, be specific and intentional, and then, and then go from there. And that's, again, I'll plug Stacy and his team. That's why we've been thrilled to partner with, with Jack Henry. And Stacy, I don't know if you agree, disagree. Absolutely. And it goes, goes back to something I mentioned, Ross, you know, where, you know, a, a DeNovo really wants to offer every service they can, but you do have to prioritize what you're doing for your customers and grow that. Uh, this said, you know, I think you'd probably agree, Ross, I'd, I'd say DeNovo that starts today is offering far more services than one that opened 10 years ago, because you have to, you really do. And uh, that digital aspect is so critical as well, just to serve your customers. And yeah, I think, I think you pointed out to that out as well, you know, the, not just banks, but you see it with restaurants as well. You can't conduct business the same way. You have the drive-bys, you have uh, sometimes drive-by banking, those kind of things, different things that you do with your customers. Customers there for a while couldn't come into the branch. They couldn't come into the bank. And so you had to think a little differently. And I think there certainly were some opportunities, but some differences for banks during the pandemic. I really appreciate this conversation. Um, I want to go back to Ross and ask about um, the digital experience for for on the on the consumer side. What did you decide to launch with and, and why? So it was real important for us to attract and appeal to I don't want to just say millennials, um, but but one of our one of our checking products specifically is is geared and designed towards college students, um, and so they of course as as the father of a current college student, uh, I think it's I think the phone is surgically attached to her ear, her hip, her hand, uh, so it was important for us to to again partner with Jack Henry and be able to offer whether it's is is a simple and easy flow. Uh, payment system, the ability to, with just a quick swipe, be able to look at what's going on in your account. Uh, we are in the process of thinking carefully about uh, adding a, a budget feature. Uh, I think that's real important. Uh, we're not there yet, but that's gonna be important for us. Uh, and then just the ability to, for that, for that, whatever data that you or I might look for on our laptop or our desktop, to be available on the phone. So that was real important for us. Stacy, I wanna ask you and, and given your vantage point of, of speaking to a lot of banks, um, 
how is that consumer app um, and your platform evolving over time as, as the needs of consumers evolve over time? Yeah, you know, and I'm going to make a comment and I'd like Ross maybe to comment on what I'll say too, but I think it's really evolved, uh, Zach, you know, from, you know, bankers, the mentality was that their customers would come into the bank for a lot of years and digital was something you had, you had something on the PC, but when all of a sudden it became critical, you know, it really was, and, and point out college kids, that's all they use, you know, my, my kids uh, as well are in college and all they use is their phone. That's their lifeline. I'm not even sure they know where the bank's at, you know? So you, the thought process is anything that you really could do in the bank, you want to be able to do on the phone and, and digitally. And that's really probably the evolution that I've seen is you want to put more services there to where the self-serve options are certainly available. And Ross, I, I don't know if you agree or not, but uh, that's what I've seen really in talking to customers and bankers out there. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. I, I, not only not only do they not know where the bank is, I doubt my 19-year-old would know how to write a check if I put it in front of her and put a, put a pen in her hand. Yeah. Ross, I'm curious um, who you see as, as, as you've launched the bank, who you see as your competitors? Um, I, I would say, I, I would say the, the, if you think about your competition in terms of rings, um, it's easy to say, well, we're competing against other community banks and those that are geographically located, say, within mm -hmm. a five to, to 10 mile radius of where we sit. That's true. Uh, and then the second ring might be the uh, larger regionals and on a limited basis, some of the national banks that, that, that pursue some of the same uh, lines of business that, that we want to do business with, whether it's a medical practice, a, a builder, a developer, a law firm, a distributor, manufacturer, operating company, what have you. What's, what's interesting in, in the space going on right now is our competition is actually companies that are banks, one-off banks, possibly non-banks that aren't even located in Georgia. Now, are we competing head-to-head -head today with them necessarily? The answer is probably not, but I see the day coming in the next few years where just as, as, as intently as we want to compete against our local community banks, we're also competing against those other companies that I just described that, like I said, aren't even in Georgia, much less the Southeast. Are you talking like about a QuickBooks that offers um, banking services alongside its Absolutely. software? Okay. Yep. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Great um, example. So, so I guess a corollary of that question is how are you going about now um, getting your first customers into the bank? Fortunately, um, the, the management team, um, we're gonna, I'm going to date, date myself and date the team. Uh, each of us averages uh, about 25 to 30 years banking in the Atlanta market. Uh, I started when I was four. Um, <laughs> so, so we each have a, a pretty good history and customer base. That's number one. Number two, I've got a spectacular board of directors that loves to refer business uh, to us. They're proud to be affiliated with Kraft. They, they invested collectively a, a healthy amount of money. Uh, so that's a great source. And then we've got a, almost 200 shareholders to date uh, that love referring business to us as well. So I would say those are the immediate funnels. And then 
fortunately, we've been blessed with being able to get the word out. We've, we've received some favorable publicity, so that's been helpful as well. Um, what about channels, given the fact that you have, you have the digital and, and obviously the, the in-person bank? Um, how do you think about the marketing mix between channels? That's really, that's probably a, a six to nine month down the road Makes question sense. for us, Zach, because mm -hmm. right now we're, we're working through the pipeline of all of those channels that, that, that I just described. Um, however, that said, we, we don't want to just rest on the nice success that we're enjoying today. So we are thinking uh, we've got a great PR firm uh, that we've partnered with. Uh, we've got a great branding company that we've partnered with. Um, our website will never, ever be static. Um, that would be a nugget that I would pass along, not only to whether you're involved in fintech banking, don't ever, ever be comfortable with your website. Uh, we're going to try not to be. Um, and then we're going to look at some targeted uh, email uh, marketing and distributions here in the next six to nine months. Great. Well, good luck. And uh, Stacey, I guess I have a question for you and Jack Henry. Like, what what do you guys have in the pipeline uh, for the banking products? Like, what what should we look out for in 2021? Um, what's on your plate? Yeah, you know, the we uh, and and uh, Ross probably knows this as well. We publish what we call as our top ten for our banking customers, and it's where we reinvest our dollars in banking. And uh, the priority right now is digital. You know, which we talked about everything digital. Uh, you know, including treasury management, uh, big, big emphasis there, everything payments, you know, of course, you've got uh, the, uh, the, the Zelle initiative that's going on right now in the clearinghouse initiative with faster payments. So very key for us as well. Uh, also, you know, another thing that's happening in banking right now is the evolution of the platform and kind of goes back to what we're talking about with digital, where you know, instead of coming to the bank to open a, an account, you know, customers want to be able to do it over the internet or over the phone as well, over their iPad. And uh, then if they have to do anything uh, significant, you know, show IDs, et cetera, do those at the branch. And so you want to segment that, that experience as opposed to have it all at the bank necessarily. So we see that as an opportunity as well. And of course, uh, unfortunately with all the new technologies comes uh, things like fraud. So we have focus there too, uh, which really help protect our customers as well. But uh, that's probably our, our top four or five initiatives. And, uh, and of course, uh, we continue to listen to our customers as well for ideas they may have. That makes a lot of sense. Ross, I want to wish you good luck with the uh, continued rollout of, of Craft. And uh, Stacy, thank you very much for both of you. Actually, thank you very much for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Very honored to do so, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Our pleasure.